Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. Happy International Women's Day. Let's get it in the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Senator Bernie Sanders' vision for leading the Help Committee. Number two, McCarthy and McConnell's split once again, this time on January 6th, and Tucker Carlson. And number three, the Virginia delegation's argument for where the next FBI headquarters should go. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading Punchable News AM this morning with a interview uh, with Senator Bernie Sanders following uh, his victory of getting uh, Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz to agree to testify before the Senate, Senate's Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee. But... Uh, this is this is really the starting point, not the end point for Bernie Sanders and his use of the gavel and subpoena power to potentially go after a slew of other corporate executives. Yeah. So he says he says that, you know, he got Howard Schultz to testify by threatening a subpoena. The help committee, as we reported like a week or so ago, has only subpoenaed twice for documents in like the last 25 years. So this is not a committee that uses its its oversight power um, or its traditional oversight power, getting people to testify information and uh, things like that. Doesn't use it so often. Uh, but Bernie had the votes to subpoena Howard Schultz and the Starbucks CEO had to blink. But he is also saying now, and this should be no, uh, of no surprise to anybody who's been, who's been watching Bernie, um, he says that he's going to take he's going to use the panel to go after executives at places like Amazon, Walmart, Walmart, excuse me, Moderna and other mega corporations that have been in his crosshairs for a while. Now, that's again, that's not shouldn't be terribly surprising to anybody who's watched Bernie. But still, um, you know, uh, a a interesting use of power i would say to 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 say the least anna uh interesting use of power to um uh advance his policy goals by the way each committee and the com- work of each committee is uh reflective of the chair and bernie is a uh progressive and he uh, was probably the most progressive person in the senate uh, if not definitely the most progressive person in the senate and he's going to uh, and his his work is going to uh reflect that Absolutely. I mean, I think the interesting thing here is how does corporate America respond? You saw Starbucks try to kind of give the stiff arm, say, no, you know what, we're, we, we, you know, Howard isn't available. We'll give you a different executive instead. That wasn't enough. Um, and then there was the issue here that, that I, you know, we, and we reported on this, you know, in the last couple of weeks, just how other uh, Democrats and, and folks on his panel were willing to give Sanders the uh, room on this subpoena, whether they were kind of leading the charge or not, saying that they would support him on this effort. And, uh, you know, I think this kind of corporate shame game is something that is can be very effective. 
you know, depending on how well it's executed. The Help Committee is also going to be hearing from the CEO of Moderna on March 22nd. Uh, Sanders has called Moderna the poster child for pharmaceutical for a pharmaceutical company, but surely not the only company. Um, the other question I think is how long do you have? How long is there? this kind of willingness by Democrats uh, to allow Sanders to run his own show, particularly into the uh, 2024 cycle. You know, does Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer try to tamp him down at all? So far, it doesn't seem like that's happening. No. And I mean, the other thing that the Starbucks, the, the, the company Starbucks did is said that he's not the best person to answer these questions, which, by the way, might be true. But still, um, there's a thirst, I think, and, and we've seen this a million times. There's a thirst on uh, on behalf of of members of Congress to have the CEO come answer questions, and uh, I would say that most committee chairs are not going to say are not going to be happy with the you know yeah we'll take the lesser we'll take the the lower ranking person just because you think he's better. So I would I would imagine that you know if companies try to do that that Sanders is not going to be terribly interested in that strategy. All right. Just a couple other things to note, Jake. It is a very busy day in the Senate. Uh, today, the Senate is also going to be voting on the GOP author disapproval resolution to block changes to the D.C. criminal code. Also, uh, something that should be on your radar. The Senate Foreign Relations Committee is also having a big day. That panel will again vote on Eric Garcetti's nomination to serve as U.S. ambassador to India. Uh, Senators are also expected to approve a bipartisan bill to repeal the Iraq war authorizations as the anniversary of the 2003 invasion approaches. Uh, Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Um, You, alongside John Bresenhan and Andrew Desiderio, have a look at the split between Kevin McCarthy and uh, Mitch McConnell over Tucker Carlson in January 6th. Um, this isn't the first time the two top Republicans uh, have come at different issues, uh, you know, particularly when it is related to the former uh, president. But uh, it, it's certainly kicking up a lot of dust. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, a few thoughts here. Number one, McCarthy gave these videos, th- this footage to Tucker Carlson. He came under withering criticism. Uh, for doing so, because I think uh, most people thought Tucker Carlson would do something like this, which is say that, you know, present the January 6th insurrection, which he did not live through, but I did as a peaceful gathering. It was not a peaceful gathering. That's not based on anything besides living through it. <laughs> now, um, that was a huge risk that McCarthy took, and and it was, uh, clearly it was stupid. Uh, clearly it was something that, uh this was this was a predictable outcome. Now, McConnell is uh, has sharply criticized Fox News um, and said it's irresponsible to show to present January sixth in this matter in this manner. Um, McCarthy kind of shot back and said, "You know, why isn't McConnell criticizing CNN, uh, which aired Alexandra Pelosi's documentary?" because they did something he didn't, they allegedly, McCarthy says, that Pelosi, Alexandra Pelosi, that is, um, broadcast where um, uh, the leadership was taken. Uh, now, I, I don't, that, that was his criticism. That was McCarthy's criticism. 
These are two different men with two different political uh, orientations, Anna. That's what it gets down to. I mean, McCarthy lives in a soundbite world. McConnell does not. Um, McConnell is, you know, McConnell could be McCarthy's father. Um, they are, he's, I think, 30, you know, something years older than than um, than McCarthy is. And I, the, the differences don't end there. Um, having watched you and I and Brez and Heather, have watched and Andrew, I guess for that matter, have watched McCarthy and McConnell for many years. Um, never had a particularly warm relationship. They're fine, um, I, and you know, uh, but they are going to clash on things like this because I would tell you, I'll tell you what, if if McConnell had that footage, um, the January sixth footage, in the same way that McCarthy did, there is zero point zero 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 percent chance that he would ever just flip it over to a media outlet. Yeah, it's really stunning just how different, uh, you know, the two leaders of you know, of the Republican Party in Congress are, not only in terms of substance, but also in terms of style. They are not super close. Um, I, I do think, you know, McConnell kept his criticism really on Fox News, didn't take the opportunity to whack uh, McCarthy when he could have, but just the fact that he decided to go out to the mics yesterday and unprompted really kind of take on uh, Fox News and the the overall um, just kind of the decision to release all of this footage um, and, and, you know, how, how he alongside, you know, kind of really McConnell aligning himself with Capitol Police in terms of uh, just kind of how they absolutely disagree with the presentation. Um, Going to be interesting to see, you know, what's the next you know, moment where you have another divergence between McConnell and McCarthy and also how they end up working together on other things. Um, and, and I have to imagine that, that the both of those things can be true. All right, let's go on to the number three story of the morning. This is one of my favorite stories. The push for the FBI headquarters and the fight between Virginia and Maryland, uh, which is coming down to the wire now. We have a new uh, item this morning about the Virginia case uh, between for the new FBI headquarters uh, today, Maryland is making its case to the General Services Administration, uh, followed by Virginia's presentation on Thursday. Really interesting look uh, on the on the jockeying here, Jake, uh, that Max Cohen has. Yes, absolutely. Um, now we interviewed Westmore, the governor of Maryland, uh, at, on the sidelines of the Democratic retreat last week in Baltimore. Today we spoke to, or yesterday, uh, Max Cohen spoke to uh, Tim Kaine and Mark Warner. Um, the interesting thing here is that the Maryland folks have made diversity a very big part of their pitch, which is that the the Greenbelt, uh, Maryland, which is one of the leading spots, um, and uh, Prince George's County more broadly, I think it's a better way to say it, is diverse. And this is a once-in-a-generation opportunity for the federal government to invest in um in that 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 area of the state um now maryland people have been very annoyed that that proximity to quantico which is in virginia is one of the criteria that um uh it's impossible for Maryland to have a location that's close, closer to Quantico than Virginia, which is in, you know, it's in Virginia. Um, but this is they they're pushing back on that. Also, the Virginia folks are saying on those two issues, saying that um, uh, 
the area that they are talking about in Virginia is extremely diverse, and they're right about that, and that proximity to Quantico is important, that you're spo- you should have the FBI headquarters close to other FBI locations. So this is going to be there. So the Marylanders are, are uh, presenting today, uh, Virginia following uh, close behind, and this is a big issue. All the delegation, for the most part, is behind um, uh, each state's push and uh, a battle royale in the DMV, Anna. Absolutely. And just uh, of note, the Maryland congressional delegation is holding a press conference after their presentation to GSA today. Uh, For more on the Maryland argument, you can check out our interview uh, with Maryland Governor Wes Moore from last week at our website. With that, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, The best way to find out about us is through our community of Daily Punch Listeners, please share about The Daily Punch uh, to your friends, family, and on social media. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.